It's the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. This is a top to, uh, you know, what we use on stage, but it's very, very special because if you can see, yeah. the numbers all go to 11. Look, right across the board. Oh. 11, oh, 11, and most of 11, and then amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not 10. You see, most most blokes, you know, be playing at 10. You're on 10 here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on 10 on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere. Exactly. What we do is, if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. I am a golden god! These go to 11. These go to 11. Yes! Yeah. I am a golden god! Hey, Russell, go jump! And you can tell Rolling Stone magazine that my last words were I'm on drugs I'm I'm, I'm on drugs hey. job. You're not how much money you have in the bank. Not the car you drive. Not the contents of your wallet. You're not your fucking khakis. You're not your fucking khakis. You're not your fucking khakis. You're the all singing, all dancing crap of the world. Welcome to Glory Days. A tribute to a time when rock stars roam the earth. Welcome to episode 12. I feel like I dropped the ball. I'm turning it up to 11. Spinal Tap reference. I should have referenced that in episode 11. So I'm sitting here without the usual cast of characters. No Bowtie Joe. Mike, my co-host, is somewhere, and if I was to pay attention, I believe it was New York City. But by my side, as always, is my girlfriend, Laura, who is admittedly a little younger than I am. So when I tell her these stories of the rock stars in my glory days, she seems perplexed. She doesn't get it. Would you say that's the case? A little bit? Yeah. She's a little perplexed. But they were such, they were larger than life characters. I guess they were regular Taylor Swifts. And Taylor Swift seems larger than life. Much like my idols of the 80s, the hairband era, they were larger than life before that, even. And with the Led Zeppelins and the doors, they were gods. They weren't, they didn't seem, it didn't seem like it was real. Like they were characters in a play that you were watching. 
in that play would be a tragedy. Rock and roll is a tragedy, Laura. Do you want to know why? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Well, here's some of the... How about I introduce you to some of the, the actors in this play of rock and roll? The movie. Very dramatic, I am. All right, Laura, it was uh, September 18th, 1970. This legendary rock and roll guitarist, Jimi Hendrix, died from drug-related complications. He was 27, Laura, when he died. But Hendrix left his mark on the world of rock music and remains popular to this day. My co-host, Mike, huge influence on Mike. Jimi Hendrix plays with feeling. He was an amazing guitarist. He was amazing. So I understand that. But he died suddenly. Rock and roll lifestyle. It's a tragedy. Much like this next guy. I feel this guy laid the groundwork for lead singers and front men. Who can live up to the legend of Jim Morrison? His songwriting, wild personality and performances. I think he's one of the most iconic and influential frontmen front men in rock history. Jim Morrison developed alcohol dependency. He died at age 20, also died at age 27 in Paris, June 3rd, 1971. Probably of an accidental heroin overdose. No autopsy was performed, and the exact cause of Morrison's death is still disputed. It's a mystery, Laura. Talking about... I mean, this guy is the king, this next one. Talking about big shoes to fill. Here we go. That's right, the king, Elvis Presley. A tragic story. On August 16th, 1977, Elvis returned to Grace Graceland after a late appointment with a dentist. What? He went to his bedroom around 7 p.m. to rest before an evening flight. He was later found in his bathroom and rushed to the hospital where he was pronounced dead from cardiac arrhythmia. Cardiac rhythm. What caused his heart to stop? What caused his heart to stop was an overdose of prescription drugs. His autopsy report is sealed into 2027, so we're getting close. Thank you very much. We'll know exactly what killed Elvis in 2027. I hope I make it. The suspense is killing me. It is suspected that he had taken a cocktail of prescription, prescription drugs, including morphine, Demerol, Valium, Codeine, Quaaludes. I mean, if you're going to do it, he is the king. Seems like he did it up pretty good. What about this next guy? Hard-hitting, legendary drummer. For the original gods of rock, Led Zeppelin. John Bonham died September 25th, 1980, United Kingdom. According to the coroner's report, the drummer had the equivalent of 40 vodka shots in his system. Bonham had been drinking quadruple vodkas earlier in the day and was so inebriated he failed to wake up when his body began ejecting the alcohol. Basically, John Bonham drowned in his own fucking puke, Laura. Yeah, how does that make you feel? 
probably pretty bad. Now for this next one, I'm going to blame my parents a little bit. I didn't become a fan of the Beatles until much later on in life. You know, I grew up listening to Neil Diamond, John Denver, Simon and Garfunkel. Hey, they're all great. No Beatles in that mix, though. I did hear stories of my mother, my grandmother, forbidding my mother to listen to the Beatles. It's a cute story. But in 1980, John Lennon was shot in the archway of the building where he lived, the Dakota in New York City, by Mark David Chapman on December 8, 1980, in New York City. After sustaining four fatal gunshot wounds, Lennon was pronounced dead on arrival at Roosevelt Hospital. He was 40 years old. John Lennon. Yes. I, was a, I remember that. I wasn't a fan of the Beatles, but that was huge. Huge. It was huge. 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 <laughs> I'm sure. You, what, when were you born? Don't say. Huge. I want to know. Me? Yeah. 1986. Okay, we're getting there. I love this guitar player. The album, Blizzard of Oz, was in my cassette deck in my 77 Nova for a good period of time. Months, maybe. Maybe weeks, maybe it was a day. But whatever time it was, it made an impact, impact on me. Let me take a drink. What are you drinking over? You got a vodka drink? Listen to this. Rennie Rhodes died March 19th, 1982 in Leesburg, Florida. How did he die? He was on tour with Ozzy and his fucking plane crashed. He died in a fucking plane crash. Tragic. Now, I never saw Randy Rhodes live, but I did see his predecessor. His name was Jakey Lee. He, was, he played in the Shot in the Dark tour. And hold, wait for me. This is coming all around. Yeah, he was on the Shot in the Dark tour. Jakey Lee. Love Jakey Lee. He was awesome, too. He's still alive, I think. No research done. But opening up for Ozzy Osbourne during their Master of Puppets tour. That's right. Holy crap, I didn't know who Metallica was at the time. I didn't like him. I mean, there's a guy in the bass, Cliff Burton. His hair was flipping all over the place. These guys scared me a little bit. I didn't, I've never heard of Metallica. First time hearing or seeing Metallica was live in Glens Falls, New York, seeing them opening up for Ozzy Osbourne. I was blown away. I didn't know what to think. Metallica, they were on top of the metal world in 1986. They are opening up for Ozzy Osbourne having just signed their first major label deal and releasing their commercial breakthrough album, I think that was Master of Puppets. The band's year ended with a crushing blow after bassist Cliff Burton died in a bus accident while touring touring overseas. He dies in a fucking bus accident. They just broke. They're opening for Ozzy. I saw Cliff Burton. I think he died that month. It was weird. Early in the morning hours of September 26th, 27th, 1986, shortly before 7 a.m., the band members were woken abruptly when the bus began to careen from side to side. The driver later told authorities that he lost control of the bus after hitting a patch of black ice. I mean, you can't write shit better than this. The bus left the road, flipped over on its side, and Burton, who had been asleep on his preferred top bunk, was thrown through the window. As the bus came down, it landed on top of the 23-year-old bass player, musician. The bus crushed him. This is not, this is, it's like a play. This isn't real, right? It can't be real. 
Well, how about this one? How about in like December 31st of 1984, Rick Allen, the drummer for the fucking best metal band ever, Def Leppard, was in a car crash. He nearly lost his life, but he did actually lose his left arm in the accident. The crash occurred while Allen was speeding on a country road in England. He misjudged the curve, crashed through a stone wall, and flipped his car several times. His, his seatbelt wasn't fashioned. The musician was ejected from the vehicle. Although, as he told the BBC, I think my arm was left in the car. A medical professional who unfortunately lived nearby packed Allen's arm in ice. But the attempts to reattach failed due to infection. That's real life, Laura. Fucking rock stars. How can this be real? I think we're living in the Matrix. That's what's going on here. Now, this is the first death that I can vividly remember. Here we go. You know what it is? Guess? Hint. 1994. Kurt Cobain. Uh, you know, I wasn't really a big Kurt Cobain fan. I was more into, like... I'm going to get into that next, but... I remember the guy from MTV, Kurt Loder, came on the news. I was watching the news... I was watching, I think I was watching MTV when it came on live, and Kurt Loder broke in with breaking news that Kurt Cobain, lead singer of the American rock band Nirvana, was found dead at his home in Seattle, Washington on April 8, 1984. Forensic analysis determined that he had committed suicide three days prior on April 5th. The Seattle Police Department incident report states Kurt Cobain was found with a shotgun across his body, had visible head wound, and there was a suicide note discovered nearby. Yep, Kurt fucking Cobain shot himself in the fucking head with a shotgun. Is this real life or are we in the Matrix? You decide. Now I was saying, I wasn't a huge Nirvana fan. I actually ask this question a lot. I actually say actually a lot. A lot. If Kurt Cobain did a die, would there be a Foo Fighters? Because I prefer the Foo Fighters over Nirvana. It's probably not a popular opinion. opinion. That's a good question. But I was more into like the... I went from like metal or heavy metal hair bands to this. So I went from basically from Guns N' Roses to Pantera. And I started getting into bodybuilding. I was lifting heavy weights in the gym. In my headphones was Pantera or like Soulfly. Now get this shit, Laura. Dimebag Daryl, amazing guitar player. Listen to him. Dimebag Daryl. On December 8th, 2004, he was shot on stage while performing in Columbus, Ohio. Moment in, moments into the band set, 25-year-old former Marine Nathan Gale, using a 9mm Beretta, shot Dimebag Daryl three times in the head, killing him instantly. Some in attendance initially believed the shooting was part of the act, but as Gale continued shooting, the audience quickly came to the realization that the event was not staged. Having fired a total of 15 shots, Gale killed a total of four people while wounding seven others. This is real life. Dimebag Daryl shot in the head on stage while performing. Now, I have to admit, in the 80s, I had a spot in my heart for this guy and his band, Warrant. Janie Lane. Good old Janie Lane. What I remember about him is he looked like he was balding early. He was a singer of Warrant. And he was never able to abandon the rock and roll lifestyle. Lane died on August 11, 2011 of acute alcohol poisoning. He was 47. Lane's descent into oblivion was neither sensational or romantic. It's just a sad, sad, tragic story. 
sitting on top of the world than the 90s hit. And you're no, no longer relevant. That sent him into a spiral of alcohol and drugs, killing him, ultimately. Tragic. Am I depressing you? This is early, really, this is early 80s. The band, Quiet Riot. When I think of Quiet Riot, I think of sitting in the back of a bus, getting psyched up for a football game. This song was playing <laughs> in repeat over and over until we reached the opposing school. This song right here. Kevin Dubrow was an American rock singer best known as the lead vocalist for heavy metal band Quiet Riot from 1975 until 1987. And then again from 1990 until his death, November 19th, 2007 in Las Vegas. The cause of death was established to be an accidental cocaine overdose, overdose. as opposed to the other kind of cocaine overdose, the uh, intentional one. Does anybody intentionally overdose on cocaine? I'm going to kill myself by doing cocaine. I don't think that's ever been done, right? Uh, unfortunately, our research department is not here tonight. Marshall Lopez. Due to parental obligations. So yeah, cocaine overdose, and it was estimated that he had died about six days before his discovery. Yay! So he's sitting in his hotel room for six days before anybody knew he was dead. Way to go out on top, Kevin Dubrow. That's right. Mental health will drive you mad. I'm sure I forgot a few, but these are the people that I care about. I could mention Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin also died at age 27, but I don't like anything she did. It's a fucker. She doesn't make the list. Oh, you that offend you? Sorry. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room, you can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Ah, yes, The Matrix. The movie that questions society and the rules that it places upon us. You know the rules. Go to school. Get a job. Get married. Buy a car, buy a house, have some kids. Repeat. But you better, you know, sow your wild oats and get it out of your system in order to enter this. Get all your fun the out. Matrix of rules. What happens when you don't follow the rules? Who's enforcing these rules? Who made these rules? What happens when you break them? What is the... Is, are there consequences for not following the rules of society? Do I become a crazy homeless person? Is that my uh, fate? For not following the rules? Maybe try sometimes. You know, I have my eye on this bridge. It's in Northeast. Not too far from North Capitol. Not too far from the New York Ave Metro. It's a really wide, good-looking bridge. 
All I need is a nice cardboard box. I'm not really sure I would do the podcast from, though. But I got my eye on a piece of real estate underneath the bridge over in Northeast. The metro goes over it. Sweet. Washington, D.C. Fine. I better get to work if I want to buy a house. Get me doing podcasts all day long. I don't want to end up like a crazy homeless person. I better get my shit together. Hey, I apologize if this podcast has been a little bit of a downer. It's just meant to be entertaining. Everything's cool on this end. Love you long time. Forgot how much I like this song. Foreplay slash long time. Cool. Foreplay slash cool. I need to get married and buy a house once I'm going to end up crazy and homeless. Love you long time. Everything's cool on this end. Foreplay slash. I need to get my shit together. Because I need to get married and buy a house once I'm going to end up crazy and homeless. And then there'll be no more more Glory Days podcast from you. No podcast for you. Oh, by the way, this is going to be the last one for a little bit. I'm leaving next week for a work trip. Boom. Week after that's Thanksgiving. Not going to do the podcast that day either. That weekend. It's been such a long time. I think I should be going. This will give you an opportunity to catch up on Podcast Past. Thanks for listening, everybody. Episode 12, Glory Days. I want to send out a big I miss you. To Bowtie Joe, my co-host Mike, Marshall Lopez, Colette and Elizabeth. And I'll send out a thank you to Laura for being here for part of this. You're a good sport. Alright, enjoy the rest of the song. I'll see you next time. Peace. Oh, hey, Bobby, you know, lately you've been looking a little bit down in the dumps. What's the matter? Eh, nothing really. I'm just I'm feeling a little lonely. Lonely? You, Bobby? That's crazy. You're one of the most popular people I know. Explain. Well, I recently took this really, really good dick pic, and I don't have that special somebody to share with. Ah, oh, Bobby, you obviously haven't heard of Marsh'sDickPic.com. I was feeling like that too once, and then I discovered Marsh'sDickPick.com. Marsh'sDickPick.com fills that void. That's what she said. Ah, oh, you still got it, Bobby. You still got it. Marsh's Dick Pick, you'll have fun. Come share the joy with everyone. Marsh'sDickPick.com, a proud sponsor of the Glory Days podcast. <laughs>
Can't get away. Can't get away. Can't get away.